When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 25th, 2023. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, not as always, but regularly and more regularly than normal, is Joey Slenzak. How you doing, Joey? Hey, Andy. Not too bad. A uh, little, little tired from uh, that little journey back home, but Absolutely worth every minute of it, and uh, glad to be back and get to see your face again. I know it's only been what three days, three days, days, but <laughs> three days or something like that. So, of course, Joey was uh, is a regular co-host on the on the Trample Bet, uh, but was over in the UK all the way from Michigan for the best part of two and a half weeks uh, recently, and flew home what two days ago, Joey? Yeah, so I got home this past night, so it was probably I think it was Sunday was my last day, and well, technically Monday was my last day in Glasgow. Yeah, and then down to Manchester, all the way across back home. So yeah. good to see you made it safely. Um, regular listeners will know that we are absent uh, regular co-host in Gordo. Gordo's currently on his honeymoon in Australia, and uh, it shows you where his priorities lie, uh, the fact that he is not here to record <laughs> with us. Uh, on what is almost 11 p.m. on Wednesday night UK time, what's that for you, Joey? About five, five o'clock? In the afternoon, yeah, we're pushing a little after five thirty. We're pushing uh, six o'clock. Six o'clock, and uh, where Gordo is just now, I presume would be uh, seven in the morning or some such. So we're really covering all the time zones. But uh, no, no Gordo this week. Joy and I will uh, soldier on with just the two of us. And the first order of business, as always, is to recap last week's show. But due to the international break, there was no show last week, so we're actually recapping two weekends ago and we'll run through it really quickly this is a show that i wasn't on well i was on at the beginning but um i didn't participate in the main body of the show so gordo and joey quite humorously came up with picks they thought that i would like or go for and i think to be honest you did a pretty good job um albeit you did we did okay in a couple of them (laughs) you did and i had i had earmarked some of these games Uh, but when we get to the outsider I, I, will, I will pull you up for that. Um, and in fact, it's, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a conversation that we had before the game even kicked off. So let's run through the picks from a fortnight ago. So Joey and Gordo had me in Germany for Leverkusen versus Union Berlin. Union obviously on a terrible run um, after starting the Bundesliga season reasonably well. The Leverkusen win here was 2-7 to seven and they obliged with a 4-0 victory that was paid out after 57 minutes. So, well done, Gordo and Joey. On to Gordon's banker, Juventus versus Cagliari in Serie A. Take the Juventus win here at odds of 2-5 to five, um, and that also came good. They won 2-1. It was paid out after 70 minutes when Juve went 2-0 up, so there was no stress 
when Cagliari pulled one back with 15 minutes to go uh, with the bet 365 payout already secured, which meant for the banker treble, it was in your hands, Joey. Yeah, I had uh, Guangzhou to avoid defeat against uh, Daegu in the Korean League, and that finished 1-1. Guangzhou took the early lead, and then they traded blows back and forth in the second half. Daegu really threatened in that second half, but they never really looked dangerous enough to score. And uh, yeah, just saw it out 1-1. Yeah, perfect. Uh, great shout in the double chance at odds of 1-2. to two. So we got a decent banker treble in, um, which is what we're always aiming to do on the show. Interestingly, I, t- I text you when um, Guangzhou, the team that you'd backed on the double chance, went a goal up uh, and said they should really early pay out that. Because that, that is similar <laughs> to taking a two-goal lead in the 1x2 market. It's, it's the same. More or less. Aye, you, yeah. you have that you have that two-goal cushion now. For, in order for your, your bet not to come good, the other team's going to have to score two unanswered goals. Um, but hey, we didn't need it. The, the one-all was fabulous. <laughs> On to the value picks then. And uh, Gordo and Joey in the style of me, had me in Denmark for Silkeborg versus Randers and a Silkeborg win at odds of four to five. Now, when I heard that this was the pick they came up with for me, I was quite happy about it, in all honesty. I thought they were good odds for for a Silkeborg win. It didn't come in, though. Uh, The game ended one each. Randers took the lead after 20 minutes. Silkeborg pressured, got that equaliser in the 85th minute and then missed a penalty in stoppage time to actually win the game. Which is pretty devastating, really. Um, you don't really get closer than that. To be fair, I mean, that was probably the most fitting way that could have actually gone down. Yeah. With all of uh, the heartbreak you've had in the past with uh, stoppage time BS. And so it's like, yeah, in hindsight, I, I was looking at that as both to score and over 2.5 at any point or just both to score. So when that when Randers took that first goal, I was like, yeah, there's, there's no bother there, really. Yeah, that's kind of what we were expecting. But yeah, the fact that they made that they missed that penalty at the end was definitely the uh, the icing on top. It was like really okay, yeah. That's a and tough I, one. <laughs> and as Gordo said in real time, he was like, "Well, that was quite an Andy pick missing a stoppage time penalty." So I guess yeah. we still did okay in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo's actual pick last weekend: Laval against Concarneau. Um, he loves dicking about in the French lower leagues. The less said about this game, the better. Um, he backed Laval at eight to eleven, and they lost three 0 so let's just leave it there and move on. Yeah, my uh, my value pick was uh, my slight homage to Dave Greenfield, and uh, I'd like to think I did okay with this one. It was Stockport. I liked them to win against uh, Swindon Town, and they won 4-2. It was a little dicey at first. I uh, I wasn't expecting it to be a, a 1-2 or a, a 1-0. I, I, I knew there would be some goals in this one, much like that Magdeburg pick. And uh, Swindon took the lead twice in this mm-hmm. game, but then Stockport – finally equalized and then grabbed their first lead in the 71st and then ultimately got the early payout in the 89th minute. So all good all good in the end there. <laughs> all good in the end. Great pick, Joey. A 4-2 win. Um, every time they went down, you always thought they'd get back into it uh, and ran, ran out deserved winners. On to the outsiders. And there's only three. there was only three games left in the Japanese season. This was Urua versus Kobe that you and Gordon selected for me. And it is a game that I did have earmarked. However, and you said this to me, what do you think I thought of this game, Joy? I, I thought for sure you would have had that earmarked as a uh, win for Kobe. I, well, actually, I, no, initially, I thought it would have been Urawa, but we're, that was sort of jokingly. But uh, I kind of knew your head would kind of be on that, that Kobe needing to win yeah. to just secure that title. And sure enough, I'll let, 
we can uh, <laughs> can roll out on that one. They did. They did end up winning. Now, um, Gordo and you had this down as as a draw. Uh, and and abs- absolutely fine. Totally got the reasoning behind that. However, very important game for Kobe to win, and they did win thanks to ninety seventh minute winner. But this was only after Urua had equalised in the first minute of stoppage time. So, so Kobe had the game, gave it away in nine in the ninety second minute, and then re got it in the ninety seventh minute. However, Urua were eight points behind Kobe with three games to go, and when they got that equalizer. Uh, no. Threw everything at it. No, you can't possibly be going with that angle. I mean, that's the only angle you could possibly Why else are they doing? To justify it. Why else are they doing? And so that's that's kind of the beauty of this. So yes, this did turn out as a 2-1 win for Kobe, but if anybody happened to watch those highlights, they'd, uh, they might have noticed that literally in the last minute of stoppage time, Uruwa send their goalkeeper up into the like into the box trying to uh put a little pressure on grab that late winner thinking that sure there's there's no no time left okay sure whatever he goes too far in he gets in the middle of where the ball is going falls down so he's completely out of the he's play out. goalkeeper grabs the ball and up fair play to the the kobe keeper it was a brilliant pass absolutely unbelievable outlet pass and then the two defenders that were back for kobe or for yeah for Udawa, they they just did fuck all. They they sat off and then they didn't like actually try and I don't know not get scored on. <laughs> well, they just let the guy have a free shot at goal and ah, that you've got to that think, was a tough one. You've got to think the only reason that that happened is the early realized they're playing the league leaders. They're eight points behind them. They're three games to go. This would cut the deficit to five, and they would still have title hopes. So just all guns no blazing. Chance. Let's let's win no it or lose. Chance. That is just straight up delusion. Hey, you got to throw, oh, yeah, you got to yeah. throw the bag at it, well. Joey. That was one, that was a tough one to say. Hey, I guess so. Yeah, I have, <laughs> well, I guess yeah. They out of AFC Champions League, so yeah, that was their last last hope at anything. So, oh, uh, yep, out of the Champions League, out of the Levine Cup, yep. they, they lost the final. Um, well, yep. like only a okay. couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, Uruba, I guess, went out in a blaze of glory. Um, but. The overall yeah, we, thing we is, we got our just desserts with that one. The game did not end a draw. Um, <laughs> Gordo's outsider, Auxerre versus Saint Etienne, uh, France Ligue 2 again. Um, had this down as a draw, odds of 13 to 5. However, this ended up 5 2. 5 2. Um, the stats tell a much closer story, I believe. Uh, both teams had 14 shots each. Uh, seven on target for Azair, eight on target for Saint Etienne. Forty-five percent to fifty-five percent possession. So Gordon had it down as a close game for a draw, and the stats sort of level up with that. They certainly level up more with that than the than the five-two scoreline it ended up. However, yeah, our banker absolutely. blushes were saved by you. Yeah, I uh, I always love this for a draw, and I, it would have been nice to have that that draw Trixie come in. But uh, I had Andrew Luck versus Gang Gent, not Gank. And another, I think this is as much just one of those matchups. Two of the top teams, neither of them are going to want to give give any leeway to the other one. They're not going to lose footing. So um, pick these guys at the right right time in terms of form, and this finished a one one draw. And like equalized in the forty fifth plus fourth minute, and then they played out tight second half and just finished one one. 
Fantastic. Excellent result in the outsider spot there, Joey. Well done. Um, and then finally, every week we uh, select one team each and put £10 of our own money on the treble with all proceeds going to charity, should we win. And this week, the charity treble went as follows. For my pick, Gordo and Joey, again, in the style of me, obviously back in Japan in a very important game between second place Yokohama F. Marinos and mid-table Soretsu Osaka. The Yokohama win here was 10-11. to 11. Um, and I did, I did really like this pick because they're a team that have won the league twice in the last four years. They know what they're doing. They're not going to crumble to pressure, especially at home um, at, at, at the end. And they did win the game 2-1. They took the, took the lead midway through the first half. They were pegged back right at the end of the half, went ahead with a penalty early in the second half and then had a man sent off in the 65th minute, but held on and saw it out anyway. It was a very important result for them. Uh, to keep them two points off Colby in the title race with just the two games to go now. Um, but that meant a 10 to 11 charity pick winner. On to Gordo. And he had Almeria versus Real Sociedad in La Liga. The Sociedad win here was 8 to 11. And they obliged and went and won the game 3 1. <laughs> it sounds a lot more one sided than it was. That was two stoppage time goals from Sociedad securing the win and technically an early payout in the 96th minute but you know what <laughs> claiming an early pair there is factually correct but it's not that early is it it's we, just we take them where we can get them exactly <laughs> which meant two out of two on the charity and you're already three out of three for the whole week Resting yep, yep. The final it was pick. a uh it, it was looking pretty good and in the first half it looked really good um i had her to berlin to beat and I think this is what happened here. I thought it was Kaiser Slaughter, but it was actually Karlsruhe they're playing. Oh, are you are so, you are you now going back and saying you didn't actually like this pick? Oh no, no, no. No, I did the actual the the whole write-up and everything. I knew which game I was looking at, but I think I was looking at Kaiser Slaughter for both to score an over 2.5 and one of my other both ah. to score bonanzas. And so I got them mixed up when I was writing the names down. Ah. And so halfway through that, kind of figured that out. Gordo definitely is like, yeah, no, I think they're playing Gosswara. But anyway, so took the early lead, hurt to equalize in the first half. And then they took a 2-1 lead into halftime. But I think Karlsruhe was a little upset with me. And they wanted to get back at me for calling them Kaiserslautern. So they ended up scoring in the 81st minute. Wow. And Brutal. so to equalize 2-2. And I... Uh, we were at the Glasgow clan, the Glasgow clan match, actually, uh, myself, Andy and Chris. And so we're kind of keeping tabs on it. Oh, they've just equalized. Okay. There's still nine minutes, still a little bit of time. Not to be, um, I think I pissed off the wrong German team and they decided to spite me by ruining not only the charity trouble, but, uh, yeah. They, another uh, four out of four week for you. It. Yeah. It would, it would have been another four out of four week for you, but, uh, Unfortunately, so that's what I be. get. <laughs> and interestingly, us getting those notifications while at the clan game, that wasn't the biggest capitulation we saw that night by oh any stretch. Oh my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Glasgow clan are an ice hockey team, um, obviously based in, in Glasgow, Scotland. So I think during the midsection, we'll maybe hear of some of Joey's adventures. Um, you can describe to the, the patrons what you got up to in your, your time in the UK. And we're about to head to that midsection. So regular listeners of the show you'll get the ad break coming up on the normal podcast channels but if you're a member of the trample bet club on patreon 
um, you get the midsection where you get to know us a wee bit better. We shoot the breeze. You hear some of the picks um, that we like for the weekend that perhaps didn't make the show because we found other ones, but we still like them. So a little bit of extra content and a little bit more chat. And that's coming up now. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of the Trample Bet Club, it's £6 a month. It gives something back to the show, helps support us. Um, and you get a whole host of handy other things as well, like the cheat sheet, which is all the picks written down. Uh, just go to tramplebet.com for details of that, and we'll see you after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, November 25th, 2023. Running at two-thirds capacity this week as Gordo is on his honeymoon, um, but you will get the normal set of picks from myself and the normal set of picks from Joey. So a banker from each of us, value from each of us, outsider from each of us, and then one pick each for a charity double this week, which hopefully means we're going to hit it. Because it's been a absolutely. Few weeks. <laughs> That's usually the plan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, we've been close. We've been getting two out of three a lot. Um, and the interesting thing is, it's always been a different host that's let it down each time. It's not like there's been a, a regular charity loser. Exactly. It's been it's been going around. So let's hope that it would have been Gordo that let it down this week, and the two of us um, can ping <laughs> that charity double. Let's start with the banker bets. Then uh, my. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be no surprise to regular listeners of the show that I'm going to be in Japan this weekend uh, for what is the showdown of the Japanese J League. Two matches left. Two teams can now win it. That's uh, Vissel Kobe, who lead the way, and Yokohama F Marinos, who are just two points behind. And for my banker bet, I am going to side with the Yokohama F Marinos to win their game on Friday morning at 10am against Alberic's Nagata and really put the pressure on Kobe. In fact, overtake them in the league, albeit only by one point and probably only for less than a day. But it's a game they really need to win. If they don't win this home game against a mid-table team, they might as well just write the season off. Um, so, yeah, only two games to go. Two points behind leaders Vissel Kobe. Um, playing a day before Kobe hosts Nagoya, which is a Reasonably tough game, certainly tougher than the Marinos hosting Alberic's Nagata. Uh, F Marinos are excellent. They're the best home performers in the league. 36 points taken from 16 home games. They've scored 36 and conceded only 15 goals in Yokohama this season. Alberic's Nagata, 10th place in the 18th team league, so mid-table team. No danger of relegation, nor can they achieve any Asian Champions League spots. Their season's basically done. Um, the game really matters to the F Marinos. They're a team with a history and a pedigree of winning. They've won this league two out of the last four years. And you're getting a big price in a home win here. It's, it's three to five 
on Bet365. So so better than one to two, higher than the one to two that Gordo says a banker should never be higher than. But you know, <laughs> he's not here. So it's okay, he's not here this he's week. Not here. Yeah. And, we're, exactly. and we're having to pick up some slack in terms of odds wise. You know, we can't can't be running with two. It works out great. Can't be running with two people and putting out two one to six shots. So we're getting a three to five, nice text to one. <laughs> Early in the weekend, 10 a.m. UK time. It's a huge situation. It's going to be a great game. It'll be live on the J-League's YouTube channel, free to watch. Uh, the coverage yeah. on that's excellent. So, yeah, they're my banker for the week, looking to get the, the weekend off to a great start. And also uh, get to watch a, a pretty important and good good game of football with a, a wee bit of stake invested in it from myself. So, Yokohama F. Marinos, three to five. What are we doubling that with for the banker double, Joey? Uh, yeah, so for my portion of the banker uh, double this week, I hadn't even realized it before, but this is going to be a f- not only a double, but just a Friday banker double. Both of these matches are the only two matches on Friday for us. Really? I hadn't even put that together uh, beforehand, but I'm looking at Hamburg to win against Braunschweig um, on Friday at 7.30 p.m. And so the home win is going to be 3 to 10, just shy of 1 to 3. And this is second place Hamburg hosting second bottom Braunschweig. And I mean, this is as straightforward as it gets. I can obviously go into this as deep as I possibly want to, because I love just being thorough about anything and everything when it comes to these spots. But Hamburg struggles have really just come down to a way for them this season. Um, They've picked up 18 points in their six home matches for 18 of their 24 points overall. Um, And obviously quick maths, that's a win in every single home match so far this season. And there have actually been five straight wins, 2-0 for Hamburg. Braunschweig, on the other hand, are their their second bottom for a reason. They've lost eight of their first, eight of their last 12 matches overall. And they've actually lost eight straight away matches in all competitions, including five straight league wet five straight league away matches, all being losses to nil. Um that's really all you need to know. Um, it's three to ten for a reason. And so the beauty of Andy going a little bit bigger with Yokohama is uh, that banker double. I actually looked it up earlier and it kind of pushes us high enough. But if you want to go a little bit spicier for this one, uh, get a little bit more value. Halftime full-time lead for uh, Hamburg is a phenomenal shout at 1.7, 1.8-ish. Crunchwag, um, they've lost. They've been losing at halftime in six of their last seven away matches. And I think this could very easily turn into a 3-0, 4-0 just dominance for Hamburg. I think this is one of those win, one of those matches where you really just need to put the emphasis. This is your mark on the league. Hey, we're we're not messing about. This is these are the games they need to win. And I think Hamburg will will handle it well, very comfortably. Love it. That's two home wins then, um, albeit on other sides of the world. A win for the Yokohama F Marinos and a win for Hamburg. And because of those quite big banker prices the doubles coming in at over 1.1 to 1 so that's pretty good we're we're hitting 2.13 there joy uh, to use your decimal system so, we're doing all right we're, we're we're doing all right and as you say both friday games that could be an excellent start to the weekend on to the value picks then um, this might as well be a Friday game, Saturday at 5 a.m. in the morning, UK time for me. Again in the Japanese J-League, again a really important game at the top of the table. If it's a big game for Yokohama in my banker slot, it's at least equally important for Kobe here in the value slot as they play Nagoya Grampus 8. 
Um, should things go to plan for me and Yokohama on Friday, Kobe will now be one point behind them in the table, but with this game in hand and then one further game to go. Uh, Kobe have the better goal difference here, uh, but only by four goals, and that can get eat- eaten into rapidly, especially if they drop points. So if Yokohama are to win and they were only to draw, that four goals becomes at least three, m- maybe less, maybe two, maybe one. Yeah. So so a win here is actually hugely important, and that goal difference isn't big enough that they can really rely on it. Um, Kobe have also never won the J League. So really, yeah. Wow, that's kind of surprising. So 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 this is this is huge for them. Um, they've got sixty five points from thirty two matches. And Nagoya are a solid team. They're they're 51 points from their 32 games and they're fifth in the table. Uh, But Kobe have kept up their title push with a great end to the season. They're top of the five-game form table in the league. They've taken 13 points from the last five. They've scored nine and conceded only three. Whereas Nagoya have stuttered to the end of the season. Um, Their title challenge really faded. They've picked up only five points from the last five matches, scoring five times, conceding seven. Um, they're also not good away from home. Um, they're fifth in the overall table, but they're tenth in the league's away from home table with 19 points from 16 away games. So they're not as formidable an opponent here as you'd first think just looking at the overall standings. Uh, Kobe dug deep last time out, showed great resolve to get a big win away at the Urawa Red Diamonds. That gives me confidence that they'll go out here against Nagoya and they're able to dig deep again. The reason that I'm including them in the value slot and what is a potential banana skin is the home away split, is how important the game is for Kobe and the fact that they're almost even money against a team that's not in good form at the moment. 10 to 11 for a Kobe win and I'm going to back them to do it. So that's basically both the two title contenders in Japan both winning this weekend is is what I'm looking for. The home win for Kobe here, 10 to 11. Yeah, I think we're kind of getting down to that nitty-gritty yeah. point of the season, and every match is just as crucial as it seems. Um, so you know Kobe are just going to take that one seriously. Um, so I'll be joining you in the Asian continent, and so I'll be in Korea this time uh, for Suwon FC against Gangwon, and I'm going to like – I like the away double chance here. Uh, so Suwon FC, not Suwon Samsung Blue Wings – we have to do this every single time <laughs> I uh, bring them to the show, but Suwon FC uh, on the double chance. So the away or draw um, at seven to 10. So that's going to be on Saturday at seven thirty AM. And so just like the, the J league, there's only two matches left in the K league. And this is a crucial matchup in the, uh, in the grand scheme of the relegation process. So basically relegation split championship relegation split the top half so the all all of the safe spots <laughs> are already sorted in the relegation split. So this is just a battle for who's getting automatically relegated and who's going to give themselves a chance. And Suwon FC and Gangwon occupy the two spots that allow you to give yourself a chance. Um, so this is just as important for Suwon FC to make sure they hold on to that first, I guess, we'll call it the first loser. Um, <laughs> yeah, the last spot just before um safety and suan samsung blue wings so the other suan team are uh one point behind gangwon so obviously they're going to turn up for this um but both sides are in this predicament for a reason um i'm not going to try and sugarcoat it these are these are two teams that are struggling they uh 
it's been far too many draws and losses and not enough wins this season. And that's why they find themselves fighting for uh, either automatic relegation or at least a chance to kind of defend yourself. But I just can't get behind Gangwon being even money favorites here. Um, this could go anyway in terms of draw away win. Um, but Gangwon have only won. They've only won three of their last 23 matches overall. Whoa. And yes, Suwon have struggled. Yeah, exactly. And they're even 2.1, just over even money, uh, pretty much creeping around even money. And so I, that's, that's ultimately what's, what's going on here. But a lot of Suwon FC's losses this season have actually come against teams in that upper championship group. And so far in their last seven matches, they've only lost twice. So I'm fully expecting both teams to score here, just given how how much these teams are attacking. And I would imagine Gangwon would try and go out and have that initiative just to give themselves a good push. But assuming Suwon Samsung Blue Wings, who are in the last spot, assuming they lose against one of the teams that aren't qualified, say oh this week, uh, this week, a point doesn't hurt everybody in this situation. But I can damn well guarantee that if Suwon FC get that one point and can at least have three points of gap for that final day, they are absolutely going to take that. And the uh, the fun part here, the icing on the cake, Gangwon have actually only just won twice in the last 13 meetings head-to-head between these sides. And Suwon FC have won the last three trips to Gangwon. Both teams to score on the double chance at just over 2.5-ish. Sounds like phenomenal value to me. And ultimately, that's why I was kind of fighting between taking both teams to score as my banker and then switching uh, Hamburg minus one and a half for my value. But I think this is the best way that we can attack this game. And both teams to score and double chances a great way to boost that value and really add a little spice to this one. Both teams but to score. But the double chance, I can't see Suwon FC. So the, 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 the pick for the, yeah, the pick for this, for this value section is Suwon FC double chance. Suwon FC double chance. Excellent. Eight to eight to but, eleven on three six five just now. Um, let's exactly. go with that. But I, I love the reasoning. And hey, it's complicated. You've just described a very complicated situation. This, this is a good time to plug the fact that if you're a member on Patreon, you get the cheat sheet and the pick written down. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the two value picks this weekend are a win for Vissel Kobe at home to Nagoya Grampus and draw or Suwon FC in their game away at Gangwon FC. The double combines to 2.29 to 1. So better than 2 to 1 for the outside uh, for the value double. On to the outsiders then. And this is where we look for games that we think the underdog or certainly an underdog result has a good chance of coming in. For me, that game is in England in the Premier League at the weekend. A good traditional UK kickoff time of 3pm on a Saturday for Sheffield United versus Bournemouth. Uh, not the most tantalising prospect when it comes to football matches here. 18th placed Sheffield United hosting 16th placed Bournemouth. Um, Sheffield United started the season poorly. However, in the last two games before the international break, uh, they beat Wolves at home and then managed to pick up a point away at high-flying Brighton. So a bit of an uptick in form. Bournemouth are similar. They beat Newcastle 2-0 just before the international break. Though it should be pointed out they were the home team there. 
Um, the game before that, they were hammered 6-1 at the Etihad by Man City. Now, a lot of teams are going to do that, so don't read too much into it there. It's their overall away from home record that's concerning. It's the worst in the entire league. Only one point taken away from home from five games this season, scoring five times and conceding 17. Interestingly, uh, you mentioned the head-to-head record um, in, in your Korean game, Joey. Head-to-head-wise here, Sheffield United just do really well against Bournemouth. The last 19 games that they've played, Sheffield United have won 11 times. There's been six draws and only two wow. wins for Bournemouth. The last time Bournemouth won this fixture as the away team, and I know you wouldn't, like, I know I'm asking you to guess randomly here, but have a guess. I, I think the tricky part here is just with everyone I mean, moving up and down between the, the Premiership or the Premier League and uh, the It Champions was more than 19 games. I'd have to say probably, I'd say the late 90s, maybe? 1987. It was a while ago. You're right. They don't play every season because they're teams that, that, that change division. But the, the point is, head-to-head wise, it's been a long time. Our Bournemouth don't win this fixture very often. And it's been a long, long time since they won this fixture in Sheffield. Um, with the fact that both teams have got off to slow starts, Gordon would probably be shouting at me here to take a draw. But with the terrible away track record that, that Bournemouth have this season and the head-to-head history between the teams being so lopsided in Sheffield's favour, I'm going to back the Blades to get a home win here because the odds are better than 2-1. to one. They're 11-5 to five for Sheffield United, and that's that's big enough for me to side with them for a home victory. Joey, what do you have for your outsider? I, yeah, Considering absolutely. you hit yours last week, people probably want to know what yours is. So... Uh... <laughs> yeah, not, let's not get too carried away. That the outsider wins for me. They come few and far between. But as we say with the early payouts, we'll take them when we can get them. So uh, hopefully, I can make it two in a row here. And uh, we talked about if Gordo was here, he'd be saying that oh, it should be a draw all the time. So not a sigh, including my uh, my current outfit for the uh, the Patreon members here. I've got my uh, Hibernians kit on, not only in honor of Gordo. But I'll I'll double down on that with a Hibs draw Ooh. in the true Gordo sense, and so Dundee United or not Dundee United, careful Dundee FC. I know I'll behave. <laughs> Dundee FC hosting Hibernians, and I like a draw on the spot at nine to four. So that's going to be on Saturday at three p.m. And so the Patreons will see. I not only have my Hibernians top on, but I also have a Dundee United scarf on because this is the ultimate. F Dundee FC spot. Um, <laughs> I had to make sure I uh, had to make sure I dressed appropriately for this one. And so these are two sides close in the table. And if you look at their goals for and goals against, very similar. I think Dundee FC are slightly higher than Hibernians, maybe two spots, but their goal differential is essentially zero, um, rightfully so, because I think the reason why they're in this good position is. This good bump of form winning three of their last four, but I personally am just not sold on that. Two of those wins came against bottom bottom team Livingston, mm. home and away, which to that to that extent will give them some credit um, going away. But otherwise, they've had four draws and two losses in old firm matches. So the one nice thing I'll say about Dundee FC is I won't hold that against them um, in their last nine matches. And currently, Hibs kind of find themselves on a bit of a draw form with uh, five draws in the last eight overall. 
and they've actually had three draws in the last four away matches, all of which happened to be 2-2. So perhaps a bit of foreshadowing, but I think the key here is going to be that Dundee FC's only win in their last 15 meetings against Hibs came last season when Hibs clinched safety in the relegation group. So otherwise, it was more or less a, a dead rubber for Hibs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So obviously, you expect Dundee FC to be putting more into that. And still, even then, it was 3-1. So it wasn't quite as clean cut as it might have looked on paper. But there's actually been six draws in the last 15 uh, meetings between these sides and three draws in the last five meetings two of which came in the last three times these sides met at Dundee FC. So I think this is a great spot. And uh, as Chris so affectionately dubbed it um, while I was over, this is what I'm going to call the Joey special. And hopefully we can get yet another draw. And in this case, the Joey special specifically will be the 2-2 draw. And 1-1 wouldn't surprise me at all, but I think this will be a great shout for a 2-2 draw. Fantastic. The the two two draw is it sounds great, but we're going for a draw just a straight up draw. <laughs> I will take a draw in any capacity. A draw. A but draw you know in- my ass will have a, I'll have a little bit on that two two draw. Fantastic. So that means an outsider double, a win for Sheffield United at home to Bournemouth, and a draw between Dundee FC and Hibbs. That takes us up to 9.88 to 1, which if you include the 2.5% ACA boost that you get on Bet365, takes it over 10 to 1 for the outsider double. Yeah. So a nice big price there for those two shouts. Okay, the important business of the charity picks for this weekend. Um, really keen to hit one, so let's see if we can do it. Saturday, 6pm for me in the Danish Superliga for Viborg against FC Copenhagen. We're 15 games in to the Superliga season. Copenhagen, they still lead the way, albeit only by three points now from both Bronby and Micheland. It's my opinion at the beginning of the season, it's still my opinion that they have the strongest team in the league. However, they've been held back a wee bit by the fact that they're competing at the highest level in Europe midweek um, in the Champions League. They've had a very busy schedule uh, and for a team from Denmark, that's been difficult to balance. Um with the international break just finished, however, they can return to league duties a wee bit more refreshed than normal. Um, their opponents, Viborg, eighth in this 12-team league, 16 points from 15 games. They don't have a particularly daunting home record either, so they're seventh placed in the home game table only, just one point, eh, sorry, one place above their overall standing. So it's not like they have a big platoon split, split that we need to be worried about here. Um, they've picked up 12 points from 7 home games scored 10, conceded 9 Copenhagen, unsurprisingly the league's best performing away from home side they've managed 17 points from 7 away games scoring 17 and conceding 10 the teams have played 4 times this calendar year in 2023 3 times in Copenhagen once in Viborg, Copenhagen have won all 4 of those matches um, 2-0 once and 3 times by a 2-1 scoreline They'll be keen to keep progressing at the top of the league against a pretty mediocre Viborg team and they'll be keen to keep progressing before their European schedule kicks back into gear. So I think it's a nice time to back Copenhagen to win here um, before we get back into the the madness of having midweek fixtures again. And I like the price of four to five, which is just shy of even money. So leg one of the charity bet is a win for Copenhagen away at Viborg. 
Yeah, and so for uh, my portion of the charity double here this week is going to be uh, Wrexham hosting Morecambe. And I like both teams to score in over 2.5. You can get that just shy of evens around 1.9, 1.95, depending uh, where your books are at right now. I know a lot of them are starting to come come in a little bit. but So that's going to be on Saturday at 3 p.m. And I will preface this by saying that Wrexham have done well defensively so far this season with five clean sheets in their last 11 matches overall. But if you look a little closer, four of those five clean sheets came away from home. And Markham have actually managed to score in 11 of their last 12 overall matches. And they've seen both teams to score in over 2.5 in seven of their last eight away matches, scoring two-plus goals themselves in five of their last seven away. So ultimately, this is two sides with potent offenses, scoring two-plus goals in seven of their last nine overall and seven straight at home for Wrexham. And Morecambe have also scored two plus in eight plus eight of their last 12 overall um, for Morecambe. So I'm fully expecting both teams to score at the very least in this spot. I think Wrexham, they're kind of in that position where they can go away from home and they can set up. But once they have to take that initiative and they have to put that onus on the match, that's when they kind of find themselves getting caught out of it. I think Morecambe, and are, Morecambe are scoring quite a few goals lately and they're kind of running into this form where I think they should be able to unlock that defense. And so I think both sides are more than capable of scoring two goals themselves. And so you want to get a little spicier, go both teams to score two plus goals, both teams over one and a half team totals. But I think there's phenomenal value on both teams to score and over 2.5 in this spot at just shy of evens, pretty much around evens if you're lucky and if you can catch it. Yeah, and so I hadn't uh, mentioned I hadn't mentioned this to Andy yet as well. But regardless of what the uh, the odds come out for the double, I'll offer to to match my portion of it to make uh, we'll double the stake since we lost a a leg of the charity treble. Um, oh, you don't so we'll need do to a, do a that. Double, double charity double. We'll uh, we'll double it up and hopefully we can uh, donate a bit of money for uh, a good charity this weekend. And personally. The Patreon members will see, but I've I've got my little uh, Movember mustache shaved out here a little bit. So hopefully we can uh, we can work out who it ends up going to. But if if we're able to in some capacity create a trampled bet, Movember charity portion uh, contribution, that'd be awesome. So I'll, I'm more than happy to contribute my my portion of the charity double, and uh, we'll we'll double that up and hopefully give a little bit more to charity this year. Wonderful. Very, very generous of you, Joey. Thank you for that. And yeah, we'll we'll throw it to somebody's November contribution because I'm sure that all the funds end up in the in the same place. Uh so the charity double this week then is a win for FC Copenhagen and over two and a half goals in both teams to score in the matchup between Wrexham and Morecambe. The double of that comes in at 2.51 to 1. So the tenor would turn into £35.14. If we want to double that, that's seventy pounds and twenty Which hopefully we're announcing next week um goes to the Movember efforts of men across the world. If you like all the picks and you want to throw I, I always back the mega coupon. Um so all eight picks this week combined to 258 to one. So I'll have a little fiver on that. Obviously, bad. it's not as big. Um, as when there are three boats <laughs> on the show and we're, we're turning fivers into potentially 15 grand. 
just uh, twelve, thirteen hundred pounds or so. This 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 fiver would turn into, but you know, you wouldn't knock that back. It's it's a good start, and then gives us a little more ammunition down the road for those uh, those future mega coupons. It does indeed. <laughs> Joey, thank you very much um, for joining. Just before we wrap up, to mention that we, of course, have a Facebook group. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook. Ask to join the group. Uh, come and join the community. Free to join. Um, great community of folk. Uh, I think we're almost at 300 now, um, which is pretty cool. And that's just people all with an close in the show and with, with sports betting where we talk about the picks from the show, picks that people like for the weekend and in all sports, not not just football or, or soccer, as uh, I've got to say that because Joey's on the show. You know, got to <laughs> put out there for the for the American contingent. Football or soccer, um, we, we talk about all different sorts of sports um, in the Facebook group. We also have the Patreon channel. Uh, just search, uh, just go to tramplebet.com uh, and you'll see the Patreon link there. Give something back to the show costs six pounds a month, uh, but you get to see us and Joey resplendent in his Hibernian top with Dundee United scarf. Um, and you get the midsection of the show, so the bit where we all just shoot the breeze um, when the regular show goes to an advert, and the cheat sheet, which is all the picks written down, and you can pull that up on the Patreon app so you don't have to remember uh, any of the picks that you liked, or if it was Sue on Blue Wings or Sue on FC or Dundee United or Dundee FC or. Or, or just there. sift through all the random nonsense that I uh, I babble on about <laughs> throughout the picks. But yeah. So there's lots <laughs> going on. Definitely helpful. Lots going on on Patreon. And we really do appreciate everyone that's a member there because um, we do not make money from this show. <laughs> everything, everything, everything that... Everything that's uh, put in through the Patreon goes into getting better equipment, making a better production. Um, and huge thanks to Gary Black, our producer, um, who's rarely seen on the show itself, but puts in a power of work behind the scenes to get this podcast out every week. So we shout out for you there, Gary. Thank you very much. Um, and it was great to see you at the Dumbarton game uh, this weekend that Joey and I attended. Absolutely. That was uh, uh, Gary, of course, saying he's like, I feel like I talk to you every week, Andy, but really, I haven't seen you in about four years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that was fun. So thank you again, Joey. Thanks for your time. Good to see you made it home to the States. Uh, anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, usually this is where I'd insert my uh, my weekly whoever DCFC is playing, go on, uh, go on Lance, but we we didn't quite make it to the uh, <laughs> that far in the playoffs. Um, so right now we're just we're just focused on Detroit Red Wings. Um, hopefully we can get some good banter going in the chat and in the Facebook group, and then um, yeah, obviously I just cannot express how happy I was to be able to see everyone um, over in Glasgow. Um, you guys took care of me for probably about two and a half weeks, pulled out all the stops, and uh, made sure I had an amazing time. Which I think you all know uh, everyone that I saw and. Everyone, a part of this group, uh, Andy, Chris, Gordo, John, Gary, um, I think you all know how much that truly means to me. So it was great to really uh, see everyone and have such an amazing time. So wonderful. And uh, up the trample bet. You'll have, uh, you'll, you'll have to come back on. soon. Oh, you know, I'll be back before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks again, Joey. And thank you everyone for listening. Good luck this weekend um, with your football bets. And yeah, have a great weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.